Sports Network production. Now to your host. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm Brandon, along with Brandon. Today for the inaugurable uh, show for the Blues Notes. And on this podcast, for the most part, we're going to be... I know already that we have the five-hole series, and that predominantly covers a lot of NHL content. But for myself and Brandon and a lot of us, we're all from the St. Louis area, and we wanted to have something dedicated solely to the Blues as well. So this will be the podcast that we have for it. Uh, mostly be covering any kind of news that's covering for the Blues. Uh, so, Brandon, if you want to tell a little bit about yourself, then we can get kind of into it. Uh, yes, I had little technical difficulties on my end. You can hear me and everything, though, right? Even yeah. though it's not moving very well. All right. Uh, it doesn't make any sense why it's doing this, but it's whatever. <laughs> uh, so uh, my name is Brandon, the other Brandon of our group. Uh, <laughs> I actually am the, the, the founder CEO of Variety Sports Network and what you're going to hear the Blues Notes on. Um, super excited to, to get this one finally up and going. I know it's been a... Uh, I guess a work in progress with getting the blues yeah. episode up and, and going and I mean I I live and bleed blue. So I love I love going love the blues. I just love watching them. Yeah, Stanley Cup champs. Uh <laughs> still still in our in our minds, I don't think uh, yeah. anybody's in, in our minds. minds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I'm excited about this and I, I can't wait to see what this one this one does. Now we have a Cardinals arc Cardinal specific show and now we have a blue specific show. So yep. I was I was really excited to to really start this one up. I know we had the five hole series and we kind of had that one kind of rolling at first. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really have a whole lot of content to really start this one, but with the draft and everything else that's been kind of going on, I felt like this would have been would have been a perfect opportunity to kind of start this uh start this one. Yeah. start this podcast up <laughs> so uh but uh all that being said some of the topics that we have for today obviously uh with the draft that we had last week i wanted to kind of touch on some of the the players that uh the blues kind of picked up uh with there we go with, what's that brown my thing just had like a static glitch out and was freaking out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Uh, another thing that we had was a prospect camp going on this mm-hmm. week, uh, Monday through Thursday. And then I saw that the Blues picked up another uh, front office person, uh, Mellenby. He's the yep. senior uh, assistant. I believe is what it was. And then for the most part, other than that, I wanted to talk about just some of the uh, Huso getting moved, uh, the possibility of Tarasenko getting moved. And then even, I know a lot of the St. Louisans aren't wanting to hear this, but the possibility of Kron getting moved as well. And uh, all the things that are kind of, I think kind of intertwined and with, that whole situation. Um, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. I just saw something that they're letting uh, Charlie Lindgren, Chucky Sideburns, uh, look into the market a little bit. I didn't know. I guess he didn't have a contract signed with the Blues. 
Oh, really? So that's um, interesting to hear, to see that too. So I don't know what Doug Armstrong has planned, but uh, I hope to God it's something good. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the same here. I was I didn't know about Lindgren. I thought he had a pretty good contract going on up until up until just now when he said that he was kind of like wanting to expand the uh, the market as well. But I mean, on the same thought as that, we do have Hofer, who was the AHL. Uh, goaltender for the uh, Springfield Thunderbirds. Uh, he been sounded like they they did pretty well for for with him. They ended, I believe they ended up winning the the AHL championship, didn't they? Uh, they no, they lost to the Chicago Wolves. Wow. Oh. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but all right. Well, with all that being said, we can get into the. Uh, some of the draft picks that the blues made, I know they, they're going into the draft with five picks. They ended up picking up uh, the sixth whenever they made the, the trade to Detroit for Billy Huso. Uh, but the first round pick that they ended up picking up was uh, Jimmy Sunger, Snugger end or Snugger. Rudd. It's hard. It's uh, hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he is a right winger, uh, six foot one, 188 pounds, right-handed forward, uh, really good on the power play. And, uh, he ended up tallying seven goals in the, uh, power play, uh, ranking second on the team. So that's, I mean, that's one thing that the blues have really been kind of known for is picking up players that, are really good on special teams. Even like this past year, the Blues had an exceptional power play. They're second overall in the league, only trailing Colorado uh, on their power play. Uh, yeah. He scored in this latest season. He had 24 goals, 39 assists, 63 points, and 59 games. So, I mean, that's – I'd say that's pretty impressive to be able to record those kind of numbers and – in uh, 59 games. So uh, he's a Minnesota native. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he can kind of – what he can contribute to the team. And hopefully he'll be around for many years to come. Right. Yeah. Uh, Good. Uh, I just and I don't know if you saw that they extend they extended qualifying offers to uh, Nico Mikula, uh, Scott uh, Perunovich, Clem Costin, uh, Hugh McGinn. I don't know. I'm guessing that's a minor minor league guy. Will Britton and Nathan Todd is another one. Yeah, I did see that. Offers. I did see that. That was one of the the things that was kind of was going to go over, but yeah, they, I'm uh, excited to kind of see where, where the offer kind of get with those guys, if they end up accepting the terms of them and yeah. all, and, but more than likely, I'm hoping they will. Uh, Perunovic, he was a really good addition that whenever we picked him up, Mikola, he's, I'd say Mikola has had his kind of ups and downs and like in the last season, uh, but I'd say he was a 
alongside Pareko, I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, I thought that defensive pairing was a really, really good pairing for our defense. Uh, just sucks that uh, I know with a lot of the trade stuff going on that we might end up losing uh, Krug, which I'm, I'm hoping doesn't happen. Krug has been a really good addition to our defense, and I'd hate to see him go just because I know he was really good on the power play as well. Right. I don't, I don't see Krug, them moving Krug anymore. Not as much as I thought they were going to. Uh, I just don't think there's, I mean, the, the market just isn't there for him. I mean, there's not really, unless, unless it's going to be a big, a big, you know, multiple team trade. I just don't see anybody who's going to be willing to take on the, his, what's left of his contract. Um, yeah. Also, because he, you know. he, he was right about the same kind of cal or salary cap as what Tarasenko was. He had like a mm-hmm. six million or six point five million cap hit as well, didn't he? Right. Yeah. So between Tarasenko and Krug, there's fourteen million in. Uh, is it fourteen million? Yeah, there's fourteen yeah. million in cap and um, cap space <laughs> there, just between those two. Yeah, um, but. Which I know to us, that sounds like a lot of money, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a little but, bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if they end up letting them go, they, they they free up that $14 million at the same time. So, I don't know. I think if, if Krug moves, it's going to be with Tarasenko at the same time. And then I wouldn't doubt if we end up choking some of that money down and, and having to hold on to it. Because I don't see anybody taking on both of their contracts. Unless they have the the funds and money to do that. Yeah, and that was kind of one of the things I was going to touch on a little bit later on in the podcast is the whole possibility of a Tarasenko trade and the possibility of not having a Tarasenko trade just because of the salary cap that comes along with Tarasenko. Right. That most teams that they might not be able, with where a lot of teams might be at, they might not be able to take on a salary cap where they're at wanting 6.5 million yeah. for just a season. So I, I thought that might've been a possibility that the blues might be, the blues might have Tarasenko for another, maybe part of season, if not full season, and then losing out on him into free agency and then not being able to really get anything for him at the, at the end of it all. That's, that's my concern with it. Like the whole possibility of trading Tarasenko, uh, He's coming off one of the best years he's had in a long time. Yep. So his value value is high. Career high of 82 points. Yeah. That's that's insane. Uh, I think it was like 30, 37, I think 37 goals Mm -hmm. uh, that he has. So that's Pretty good marks for Tarasenko, especially after everything that he went through the past couple seasons with his shoulder and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just to see him rebound and have a the best season of his life or career, that's that that's really good for him, yeah. and in trade talks, anyways. But uh, next guy that kind of going back to the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, we got kind of distracted. There. Yeah, we got kind of sidetracked a little bit. <laughs> uh, the th- next pick that the Blues had, they ended up picking up a guy in the third round, 
this was off the trade to Detroit, but they ended up picking up a centerman. His name is, I'm going to butcher this, and I am sorry if I do, uh, Alec, Alec Santiri Kazkimaki. I don't know if I said that right or if I didn't, but uh, he's a center out of, out of Finland. He's six foot, uh, six foot, 196 pounds left-handed center and uh he he is apparently known to be a pretty all-around uh player pretty much a uh, more of an offensive defensive type of forward uh he's crafty passer and shooter scored 19 goals 21 assists in 31 games last season in the finished junior league he also represented Team Finland in the 2022 IIHF U18 World Championship. So, and he scored six, uh, recorded four points in six games during the championship as well. So, yeah, and to be in those kind of that kind of company must be a, must have some pretty good talent. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see what. Uh, what he is to kind of contribute or how he can help out the blues. Um, then next guy we picked up in number 88th was, uh, Michael, uh, Butchinger. He is a left-handed defenseman out of golf. Uh, don't know if I pronounced that right, but I'm sorry if I didn't. Uh, standing six foot zero, weighing about 181 pounds. He's praised for his skating and puck movement on the blue line. Uh, covers a lot of ice and his skating ability, helping to overcome the potential drawbacks with a smaller frame. Uh, he in 63 games last season. He scored five goals, 39 assists, and served 47 penalty minutes. So I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing towards the Blues, but, I mean, if he's good with his puck handling and he's has really good skating ability, maybe he could end up being a good addition to the Blues, especially on the defense where I believe the Blues are not as – they don't have as much depth in the defensive department compared to uh, on our offense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, we had Arseny Koromslov. Uh, he was drafted in the fourth round, number 120. Uh, he is a six foot three, 180 pounds. Played most of his games in St. Petersburg last season. Mm-hmm. He recorded four goals, 15 assists, and 42 uh, junior league games last season. And he also served 36 penalty minutes. Yeah. Uh, next addition, there was another defenseman. Uh, that was Mark Andre Goddard. Uh, he was drafted in the fifth round, uh, six foot three, 180 pound left-handed defenseman. 
uh, in 68 games in the uh, Acadia Bathurst Titan uh, League. He uh, scored 13 goals, recorded 25 assists, and he also served 34 penalty minutes. Uh, he then he was then drafted in the hunt in the top 100 among the North American skaters by the NHL Central Scouting. So that's pretty good. Uh, next, and I think it was the last one. Yeah. Was uh, Landon Sim? He is a right winger uh, uh, out of uh, London, Ontario. He's standing at five foot ten, one hundred and sixty-six pounds. He is a left-handed forward. He played sixty-four games with the London Knights in the OHL. He recorded twelve ga- twelve goals, nine assists, and fifty-six penalty minutes. Uh, his uh, father, John Sim, he was a former NHL player and Stanley Cup champion with the Stanley uh, with the uh, Dallas Stars. <laughs> uh, currently, who actually currently works for the Blues as a part-time amateur scout. Uh, then, uh, going on from that, there was a little bit of kind of the prospect camp that. Some of these guys I ended up drafting uh, were actually participated in, uh, well, will be participating in. There's just a bunch of on-ice sessions that are open to the public for anybody to come see the right. prospects kind of come and uh, practice a little bit. You see it all uh, broadcast off of 101 ESPN. Uh, it'll be happening from July 11th to the 14th, uh, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And from what I've heard, uh, from some sources that uh, Jake Neighbors he was out even yesterday, uh, like signing pucks and everything to, with the public. And mm-hmm. I I attended a little bit of the event yesterday and it was actually kind of pretty neat to see some of the new guys actually getting out and skating with some of our uh, other prospects that we acquired from years past, uh, like Zachary uh, Bolduck uh, and even Jake Neighbors. Uh, so it was, it was kind of neat. They ended up doing like a – had a – like a scrimmage almost with uh, two different teams, the team McKinnis and team Kachuk or team Kachuk. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, but they did like different four on four scrimmages, three on three scrimmages. Uh, I thought it was kind of neat. I didn't get to see a whole lot of the practices. I just got to see the, the scrimmages yesterday, but it was kind of a neat thing to kind of go watch the team getting the, chance to practice and scrimmage and see what the new kids have possibly coming into the blues organization. Yeah. No, it's uh, exciting to see some of the, some of the younger kids um, on the ice and then seeing what the possibility and what they can bring to, to the blues in the, for yep. at least the future, especially with yep. the way things are headed right now. It's not looking, uh, <laughs> 
We'll, we'll see. Yeah, ho- hopefully, yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to kind of pull something out of the rabbit's hat with the, these next couple of days and with free agency kind of coming up. And right. I know poss- the possibility of losing David Perron, which I know a lot of people here, well, probably all everybody here in St. Louis is hoping that David ends up staying in St. Louis and being able to continue playing for us with, especially with him being a lot, one of the big core guys on the team yeah. and just how much he contributes even last season and going into the playoffs last season, how much he ended up contributing to the team. It would be, I know I'm not wanting him to leave and I know you're not wanting him to leave, but just hopefully with the new additions and the new prospects coming up, hopefully be able to get somebody uh, if he does leave to be able to kind of take his spot and, yeah, with the, the the whole Perron thing is is really kind of bizarre to me why they don't why they don't want to sign him. I know I know obviously the salary market has something to do with not the salary market salary cap has something to do with it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just don't think it's it's right to to not sign to not sign him at least at least. I mean, he's not going to play for that much longer. No, I would imagine. No, he's been in the league for I believe fifteen, between somewhere between fifteen and seventeen years in the NHL. I mean, he's obviously he's I believe he's even getting to be in like his mid thirties. I believe too. Right. I mean, he doesn't have. I would imagine. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I mean, Ovechkin, he's what is mid. He's somewhere in his forties still playing. So I mean, it could he could possibly be somewhat the same and continue playing even to his forties. But I mean, we, nobody's really knows for sure how long any of them are going to really play for, but uh, yeah, a lot of us all hope to continue to see David uh, continue in St. Louis. But one thing I did see in uh, the other day, whenever I was looking at kind of content for today was that, uh, the Blues and David actually came up with a, or I guess they end up extending an offer to him in like the beginning part of June, mm-hmm. but it was a really a low ball uh, kind of offer, and he and David Perron and his uh, agent both uh, denied it because he was looking. Because he's getting about four million uh, per contract year currently, and he was wanting to try to get somewhere more in like the six to eight million uh, ballpark. Which I, I mean, he is a very good player. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't see the Blues offering him that kind of being or really being able to offer him that kind of money if that's really what he's looking to get. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on like how much, like how much he's actually wanting uh, per year and stuff um, outside of what you just said. But I don't know. It's just it sucks. Um, to possibly lose, you know, again, lose him again. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's happened three times now, four times. Yeah, three or four to where he's. Uh gone back and forth from 
I think it's three or four different teams. I know it was the Oilers, Anaheim, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, and if there was a fourth, I can't remember what the fourth team was that he played for. But yeah, he, each time whenever he left the Blues, or any time whenever he went to a new team, he's obviously came back, but it's always been for a small stretch, it seems like. We've never actually been able to hold on to him for a significant amount of time. Right. Um, but aside from that, the only other thing that I thought that could possibly be keeping him from signing, and I know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, and even in some of the chats that we've had, was that they were the Blues and Army were probably trying to make a deal for uh, Vladdy or Krug or somewhere in between both to try to get clear up some of that cap space in order to uh, sign David Perron to another contract for the Blues and hopefully mm-hmm. some somewhere in the ballpark of what he was uh, honestly looking for. So that's that was my kind of look on it, and I've even had a few people kind of uh, say the same thing that are even kind of a little bit closer to the organization, say the kind of the same thing. Um, so I was, I was kind of hoping that they were going to be able to make a deal within the next couple of days so where we don't end up having to lose, David. I think it. I think at this point, it's almost. It, it seems like it's just going to happen. Like there's no. There's nothing. Yeah. Like there's. And it's. We're gonna gonna lose David Perron. I don't think Tarasenko is actually going to end up going anywhere. Um. Just because of and I'm, I, I just don't. I don't see it happen. I don't see Crew going anywhere now. Um, what has me really concerned is if Lynn Green signs somewhere else. Is if if Hofer is not ready to be a backup, which I don't see why he's not, but what are the what are they going to do for a backup? I mean, you can't go out and sign somebody like Darcy Kemper. I mean, we talked about this the other night. He's too expensive to be a backup. Yep. Yeah, I I don't think the Blues. I don't think Army and the Blues would want to. I mean, yeah, he he is a very good goaltender, but I I don't think they would want to have an expensive. Backup. I mean, we've already went through that once before, and I mean, it worked out for us. But I don't think they're wanting to go kind of down the same route again with yeah. signing another expensive goaltender to just to have him as a backup. Yeah, I'd imagine that that I'm hoping Lynn Green comes back and that he doesn't go anywhere. Um, <clears throat> just because I don't see like if Bennington Bennington doesn't play as well as as he you know if he falls off again what do what do you okay. mean then you're going to be in the looks for a goalie which is going to bring Tarasenko back into trade talk Krug back into trade talks Barbashev back into trade talks yep. Scandella has been in the trade talk for who knows how who knows long. the last two years since they signed yeah. him to that stupid ridiculous contract uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. Yep. I'm curious how tomorrow is gonna gonna be. Like, you know, what what are the chances that they, they end up with with Matthew Kachuk by the end of the day? 
<laughs> I would It'd be awesome, but I would be amazed if that was actually going to be the case. I, it's highly doubtful, right. but that would be pretty cool if it did happen. Yeah. Um, but know. one of the other things that I wanted to kind of get into, I know we were kind of on that topic for a little while, but was the, uh, the new addition to, I'd say some of the coaching staff uh, was mm-hmm. the, uh, senior advisor position uh, to the general manager that is actually taken up by Scott uh, Mellonby. He was a former blue. Uh, he spent nine seasons with Montreal Canadiens as an assistant general manager. Uh, he played 21 seasons in the, in the NHL. Wow. In the NHL. Uh, he registered 100 or 840 points, uh, 364 goals, 476 assists, uh, and 1,431 career games. And of the 21 seasons that he played in, he played four seasons for the Blues, uh, netting 137 points, uh, which were 62 goals, 75 assists. Um then Armstrong also announced that Tim Taylor had been named the director of player personnel. A uh, few other people got different uh, front office positions, but I did notice that there was one guy that we all remember from the 2019 squad, uh, former blue Chris uh, Thorburn. Mm-hmm. He actually got brought on as the player development coach for the right. Blues. I did see that um, as well. So that's awesome that he's uh, moving up in the ranks at the with the Blues, and you know, maybe maybe he'll be behind the bench bench one day. Yep. Hopefully. Uh, but other than that, I know a lot of people were kind of sad to see Huso uh, go, but. Uh, I know with a lot of it all, and I mean, if you look at it this way, he he gets to join some of his former teammates now, and Oscar Sunquist and Robbie Fabry and uh, Jake Wallman. But they, uh, one thing that I did notice, uh, I guess he was happy that kind of getting to go to kind of branch out because I know he he was wanting to get to be kind of more than just a a backup, and with everything going on to Detroit and what Zimmerman and all of them guys are doing over there. And he, I believe he might get the, the chance to actually be maybe a starter, maybe kind of do a little bit of a, a one, two combo with the, the other goaltender that they have in Detroit. But I mean, with, especially with having Lindgren and then Hofer, but I mean, if we don't have Linger, and as you were saying before, then I guess we'll be just depending on Hofer to be the backup for the Blues. But I think with everything that has kind of transcribed the last couple weeks, or not even a couple weeks, less yeah. probably week, um, I think Pusto will be really happy with where he's going. And just yeah. now we can just got to hope for the best for. 
the Blues and their goaltending and hope that they can pull on something with having Lindgren or Hofer as their backup now. Yeah, uh, the whole Huso thing. Um, Barney, be quiet. Sorry. Anytime I turn away, if I'm not looking at him, he wants to whine because he wants his ball. The other dog has it, and he wants it, and he wants me to get up and get it for him instead of him getting it from the other dog. And I'm not going to do that. Stop. Please. Come here. Yeah, it happens. But uh, with Huso, with Huso, I think he's really going to get a chance to see what – and I think we're all going to get to see what kind of player he is in in Detroit. Stop. What kind of player he's going to be in Detroit? Um, they're not in the easiest. Oh my God, I'm going to get the ball. Hold on. <laughs> really? Okay. As soon as I get up, he walks right to it. Anyways, um, I think we're going to see what kind of goalie Huso is going to be. Um, with Detroit, and the, the, the division that they're in isn't the easiest. Uh, it's going to be tough. And, he hasn't had the full year like you know you're the you're the you're the guy we depending yeah. on to win games um i mean yeah he's had his moments here but he's never had a full 45 or 40 plus 45 plus 50 plus game season <laughs> Got my dog, John. <laughs> good. <laughs> right when you unmute. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, um, aside from that. Uh, I know with free agency and the possibility of David Prawn moving on and some of the other kind of free agents that are kind of coming up. I know Phil Kessel, I believe he was one of the options that has gone to free agency. And uh, there's a few others. I didn't really look at the whole list of players that were kind of going to free agency, but out of, I guess there's any that I guess kind of stood out to you that you thought that the Blues could possibly go to if the if they do part ways with Perron or any of the other players that they came up to free agency this year. Um, I don't know, and there's a, there's not too too many. Um, I don't think that they one, you know, can afford. You know, we we need we need a defensive guy. We need a couple defensive guys. We just need one. We need a few. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what they what they do come tomorrow and who they're going to pick up if they pick up anybody tomorrow. Uh, you know, with the start of free agency, uh, it's. I don't know. It's just going to be. This, this free agency overall is going to be very interesting in general. I know there's been rumors. I don't know how true they are, but uh, 
possibly Evgeny Malkin coming oh, this, this year. If, that. if uh if Tarasenko decides to say apparently they're really good friends. I didn't know that. Uh <laughs> Oh. Um, I didn't know, but uh, those two apparently it sounds like they've been talking uh, yeah. for the last probably a couple of days, and it seems like wherever Teresinko goes, Malkin might follow. Wherever Malkin goes, Teresinko might be open to to going there. So, and hmm. I, I haven't seen that, so that was kind of news to me a little bit. I mean, I saw that Malkin was feeling not like the greatest in Pittsburgh really all that much anymore. And he was kind of feeling like wanting to get moved somewhere else, but I didn't know that him and Tarasenko had been kind of having talks of trying to get moved to move to the same team. And again, I don't know if it's, it's true. I don't know how big, you know, it's a rumor. So you never know if it's true or if it's not true. Um, I know, I know one guy that, that the Blues could probably go after who's not going to cost him a lot of money, who plays a very similar game to David Perron, and a lot of Blues fans are going to hate me for saying his name uh, because of what happened in the playoffs. But uh, Kadri. Kadri. Yeah, I, uh, I would probably agree in the likelihood of him coming to St. Louis is probably very slim to none. Yeah. Was, but, I mean, at the same time, it's a business – and if people are looking to get whatever they can get for players and if he's open, then, I mean, that'd be possibly a player that uh, Army may look into going after. You never really know. For right. Nobody ever thought Brandon Todd was going to be on the Blues. So, yeah. <laughs> That's when they sure. said, I when never they thought signed. that was going to happen, but I mean, Brandon Saad has actually turned out to be a pretty, pretty good addition to the team. I thought this past season, he, I thought he, he contributed, contributed very well for the team. Oh, abs- absolutely, I, and I think he's going to keep doing that. And I think, I don't, I don't, yeah, I think he's he was a very, very great pickup for the Blues, even though he did cost a little bit of money, a um, little bit extra. I think he's he's a great pickup. Uh, and I hope he continues his success. But I could also see him being like if he continues to be successful of, again, being one of those guys that gets moved at some point. Yeah. Um, the other guy that I would like to see the Blues go after is, is Klingberg from Dallas. Just yeah, because I, we need that we need that big, steady defenseman. And I know when um, we were talking the other night about the Blues trading Tarasenko, like when the big rumor came out of, Tarasenko and Krug to New Jersey for Jack Hughes and the Jack Hughes or Matt. Yeah. Jack yeah, Hughes Jack and Hughes. Uh, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. You know, when that, when that came out, I was like, Oh yeah, like do it. Do it. Sign that freaking thing. Get him out of here. Bring Jack Hughes here. Cause we need that young offensive style, but New Jersey's not going to, I was thinking about it. Like, New Jersey's not going to let Jack Hughes go. No. And even, and even that, I don't even think New Jersey is one of the no the teams on Tarasenko's list. I don't think. I mean, he had a list of 10, 10 teams, eight of which I believe were released to the public, mm-hmm. and it was it was like the Bruins, Rangers, yeah, uh, shit, Pittsburgh, Washington, Tampa Bay. 
They were all cup contending teams, basically. Yeah, uh, it was the New York Rangers, New York Islanders, uh, Vegas Golden Knights, nah. Boston Bruins, Philadelphia nah. Flyers, Tampa nah. Bay Lightning, Washington Capitals, and the Florida Panthers. Yeah, Those were the eight that got released. We don't know what the other two were. I mean, that for all we know, it could have been New Jersey. I highly doubt it. And now New Jersey is on this list. Yeah. I. But even I had somebody comment on a post that I made a few days ago, even said that they wouldn't imagine uh, New Jersey even being a relative reason of why Tarasenko would want to go there. I mean, besides having uh, Jack Hughes and then, I mean, I, I don't really even know of very many contending or good players on the team that have really helped New Jersey to be contending. I mean, I heard that uh, Carolina got in the mix and they were a front runner for possible trade for Tarasenko, but in that, my roommate and I, we were talking about it last night. Uh, aside from Sebastian Ajo, we wouldn't really know who would get traded from Carolina. I mean, even then, I don't even think Carolina would want to trade their their top forward to get traded to, for Tarasenko. Man. But on the flip side of it, I thought that if they did go for Tarasenko and Krug to Carolina, they might be focusing more along the lines of defensemen. Because, I mean, you have guys like Gardner, you got Slavin, you got – oh, jeez. I, I know they have a few good defensemen on uh, Carolina's team. I mean, hell, we got Justin Falk from Carolina. So, I mean – Having either Gardner or Slavin come to St. Louis for Tarasenko and possibly somebody else, I think that would be possibly a good move. But there's other teams on that list that I could see possibly getting something better for Tarasenko or something else. Yeah. My my biggest thing with with Tarasenko and the whole trade thing and and what their plans are with him, rather they – Keep him because obviously he hasn't <clears throat> pulled back from wanting out of St. Louis, and it, at that I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're still going to give him the money and, and throw keep throwing money at him. I don't see why he wouldn't want to stay. Uh, yeah, I mean, he loves it here. He's been here the whole his whole career. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be a very interesting interesting uh, day tomorrow and probably for the next week. I would say at least not, yeah. not just for the blues, but for other teams. I mean, look, Colorado, I mean, they did sign um, one of their big names yesterday, but other than yeah, that, uh, I'm trying to, I just saw his name here. Where is it? At? I was just looking at Nitushkin. it earlier. Natushkin. Yep. Natushkin. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it, like you're saying, not just the blues is going to be, uh, an interesting next few days for us is going to be interesting for every team. I think in NHL, especially with free agency coming up and 
who all is going to be going to free agency and who's not. So, I mean, we'll have to just – as fans, it kind of sucks, but we just got to kind of wait and see what happens with each, with each team and just hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but aside from that, guys, uh, I know Brandon, he has a bunch of his shows that are coming up this week. Uh, I got – might have uh, another five hole series show coming up on Thursday. Uh, I know Josh and Logan with uh, Cardinal Chronicles and then even uh, uh, seventh inning stretch. They got a bunch of shows coming up in the next week with, uh, with the home run derby and then the all-star game coming up next week that they're, they're going to be having a whole bunch of stuff. So if you want to go check them out, they're also along with the variety sports network. Uh, they, we all, they, all these guys are putting out really good content and we've, we've been having a bunch of stuff come down the line and can't wait to share it all with you guys. And I know we've been, well, can't really say we, Brandon, you've been kind of working on a little bit of different things for <laughs> the podcast as well for yeah. like different sponsors and uh, trying to bring on people as well. And so we'll see where things all kind of come along with and hope to see you guys uh, in the next podcast. This has been the Blues Notes. I'm Brandon with Brandon as well. And we'll hope to see you in the next podcast. See you guys later. Bye. All right.